trying to put your hands together for the one and only John What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Views from the John podcast, episode number 46. Obviously, I am your host of the Views from the John podcast, a gentleman by the name of John Erez, and I wanted to start off today's podcast by giving you a little message in Polish. Anybody out there Polish? Got any Polish jokes? Let's hear them. Jestem Polska Kielbaska. Jestem Polska Kielbaska. You know what that means in Polish? It means I am the Polish Kielbasa. That is right. If you look at my lineage in my uh, tree or whatever, I think I'm just a little bit over 50% Polish. And the rest is just toxic, evil white man. But I am Polish. So bring out your best Polak jokes which is something we're gonna get into later. But yes, jestem polska kielbaska means I am the Polish kielbasa. That is my new uh, moniker, okay? The Polish kielbasa. Uh, so welcome to episode 46. As you'll notice, we are back inside the studio. I didn't want to be. Today is probably the nicest day in the Northeast United States that we've had uh, probably in 2020. It's, uh, what is it, like August uh, 20th today or 21st? It's like 75 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, a little bit of a breeze, no humidity. It's just perfect. However, if you've listened or watched the last two podcasts, you'll understand that there's issues recording outside with the audio. No matter how I try to do the audio, even if I were to bring this out there, it would still pick up the, dre uh, the trees moving and the lawnmowers and the buzz. Uh, yeah, the buzz. Yeah, literally, it would pick up a buzz. So now we're inside of the studio where it's a lot quieter, but yet it's a lot more work for me having to do it in the studio. But you don't give a shit. Let's move right on. I want to get it. I told you before I had a stuttering problem. And I told you before the way I fixed it was by slowing down. But I think the energy level needs to be raised way up on this podcast, right? Because people tend to watch more podcasts when people are going all around, right? And they're right, right? The more shit I can put in the back of me, the more popular the podcast gets, right? Like, for instance, I was watching Sam Roberts' podcast yesterday uh, just so I could hear him talk about Big J Okerson, who is a New York City comedy legend who was pushed off the stage last week. And uh, I was looking for the video, and Sam Roberts, who I believe used to be on Opening and Anthony, or he used to be on the radio with Anthony Cumia or Opie, and now he's not, I don't know. He's got a podcast, and uh, when you watch his podcast, I don't know how much money they spent, but it looks like you're watching ESPN. He's got the desk with like the 57-inch flat screen behind him with the computer screens in front of him. You know what I'm saying? Could I invest that much money to make my studio look all fucking fancy? Sure, but does that really make the product better? You know what I'm saying? The, pro the product should be the content. I'm the content what I'm wearing, if I'm wearing glasses this week or not, what's behind me shouldn't make a difference, right? But it, but it, you know, I get it. It's aesthetically more pleasing than looking at a bald fucking guy with four eyes, right? 
The white toxic male. All right. I am going to dedicate episode number 46, just like I episode, uh, just like I dedicated episode 45 last week to the loving memory of Boston comedic legend Wayne Previty, okay, who was laid to rest this past Monday. God bless you, Wayne. Um, anyways, uh, I'd like to dedicate episode 46 this week to a five-year-old boy that was shot in the face. Five-year-old kid shot in the face. His name was Cannon Hennett. So Cannon Hennett, uh, I happen to be a religious man, and I don't care if any of you out there are, but I'm going to say a prayer for you right now, okay? Uh, let's see. Um, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses against those who have trespassed against us and forgive us not. Uh, I just screwed up the, uh, oh my God, I can't start this podcast off by screwing up a Catholic prayer. Holy shit. How embarrassing is that? Anyways, I wanted to say a prayer for Canon Hennett. He's dead. He's five years old. And I know people die tragically every day, but it's just... What... Man, I don't want to get into it. This episode number 46, though, is dedicated to the loving memory of a five-year-old child who had his life taken from him through no fault of his own, people. Children are completely innocent. I don't give a fuck what's going on in America right now and how angry you get. Keep your hands off the kids, man. Kids aren't, aren't in this fight. They're completely innocent. They don't know what they're doing yet. They don't know who they are yet. I'm 42. I'm still discovering who I am. A five-year-old kid, they got no... They got... Leave... Everybody, leave your hands off the of kids, okay? I don't want to see it. You want to see me flip out? Like, really get fucking triggered? Touch a kid. Kids, hands off. No killing, no touching, no abuse, no yelling. The children are our future people. So I, I'm telling you, when people fuck with animals or kids, two of the most innocent things on the planet, I start to lose my mind. But anyways, this isn't the point of the podcast. This podcast is dedicated to Canon Hennett, all right? All right, let's start in with some comedy or at least attempt to. You've probably heard the expression or maybe you haven't. But uh, I tend to abide by this philosophy, and to some of you, it's probably going to be repulsive. But ask yourself this question. If it's yellow, do you let it mellow? And if it's brown, do you flush it down? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? It's talking about water conservation. If you pee, and it could be clear, or even if it's yellow, do you let it sit in the toilet, or do you flush every time? And I don't know, have you ever thought about it? That water has to go somewhere. It's got to get treated, right? Water is a valuable resource on this planet, or maybe it's not. 80% of it's covered by water, but I don't know. It's a great question. And you know how I came up with this question? Because I was watching an old movie. Well, it's not even old. That's what's fucked up. It's like 20 years old now, but it doesn't even seem like it. But it's uh, uh, Meet the Parents, too. Uh, meet the Fockers. Martha Fokker and Gaylord Fokker, when they're at the Fokker Isle, uh, you know, he's telling Jack Burns that uh, we let it mellow if it's yellow. And if it's brown, you flush it, meaning if you take a dump, you flush the toilet. But if you just pee, you just let it sit there until it gets stinky, then you flush it. You save on water. Some of you might not realize that some houses, their sewer system isn't connected to the city. 
So the more you flush your toilet and the more you take showers and you run the water, your septic tank, which is in your yard, fills up. And when that gets full, it's going to start to stink and you got to empty it. And it costs thousands of dollars to empty it. So you got to think about these things. Water conservation for some people is a big deal. And sometimes we immediately laugh at it. But if you take the time to understand it, you realize that maybe they aren't just being a tool. Maybe you were the tool for not understanding why they did what they did. And that's something else we're going to talk about. But it's a great question. Me personally, I have city uh, sewer meaning I don't have a septic tank to worry about getting full. But honest to God, I probably pissed 30 times a day, and I probably flush uh, maybe five. Call it disgusting, but because I drink a lot of water, my pee literally comes out the color of water. It's not stinky, it's not dirty. So if it's yellow or clear, I let it mellow. Do you? Is that disgusting? I don't know. Think about it. All right. Just ask yourself the question. If it's mellow, do you let it yellow? Obviously, if it's brown, you flush it down. But I know you know, and I know some families, that if it's brown, they don't even flush it down. You know how many times I've gone into people's houses and I've gone to use their bathroom and there's a log sitting there? Man, talk about no shame. Honestly, if I'm going to have company, I make sure my house is clean and there's no logs in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. All right. <laughs> this is going to... All right. The other day, I heard somebody talking about studying abroad. We've all heard the term. You know, people over here might say they're going to go study abroad in America, and people in America might say they're going to go study abroad, which means they're going to go study uh, something, college or whatever, over in Europe, right? But my twisted mind, when I hear somebody say they're going to study abroad, I think, like, they're going to study a broad, like a woman. Like, I'm going over to Europe to study abroad. Do you get it? It's pretty corny, but that's how my mind thinks. So, literally, I had that thought pop into my head the other day. And I have multiple uh, text uh, threads that contain multiple people, right? Bunch of friends over in this thread where we all text each other all day long about different shit. One specifically for politics, one for blah, blah, blah. So I texted this particular thread and I said, hey, it's been nice knowing you guys, but I'm about to move overseas so I could study A space broad, right? And this is where it all ties into it. Everybody got the joke, whether they found it funny or not. They knew I wasn't going abroad. They knew I was going, I was joking saying I was going to study abroad. They knew I was kidding. They know I'm a fucking comedic uh, guy, whether it's bad or not, okay? That's my intent. I'm a bullshitter. I'm a shit talker. I, you know what I'm saying? So just... Anyways, but there's always that guy, and some of you might know that guy, that when you try to be witty or try to tell a joke or try to say something sarcastic or you try to lighten the mood, there's always that guy that takes everything you say as literal. And this is what happened when I said in that thread the other day that I was going to study a broad, that guy literally took it as me saying that, hey, see you later, I'm moving out of America, I'm going to Europe to study abroad. And, and even worse, the fact that he can't get it, he's that guy, his response to me wasn't like, hey, have a nice trip, or damn, dude, I didn't know you were moving. He's like, I doubt they'll let you in. Dead serious. 
meaning he doubt they'll let me in because of the travel restrictions, I guess, for COVID. So he literally took it as though I was actually moving to Europe to go study abroad, like at a college. Didn't see it was a joke, okay? And then instead of, it, even if he did take it seriously, which he did, rather than saying, oh my God, bro, you're one of my best friends. I didn't know you're moving to Europe. Or, you know, see you later, have fun, uh, you know, write me. He literally goes, I don't think they're going to let you in. <laughs> Does anybody know somebody like that that can literally suck the fucking wind out of an air? Uh, yeah, suck the wind out of an air. God damn. If you see my eyes turning redder over the course of the broadcast, it doesn't mean I'm actually slowly losing my mind. It means I might have took something of a legal nature to relax before this podcast started. Kill me. All right, so anyways, so yeah, there's that guy. Everybody knows that guy, and this is that guy. And we're going to talk about that guy. Not this particular guy, but everybody knows that type of guy, that when you say something funny or that was meant to be funny or meant to be witty, and literally everybody else gets it except for that guy, and he really don't get it, because he's like, they're not going to let you in. There's travel restrictions. So he took it like dead serious. And rather than saying, have a nice time or whatever, he's just like, they're not going to let you in. And I just, it makes my head want to explode. It makes my head want to explode for a multitude of reasons. Not just for the fact that he's that guy who didn't get my humor. But he like took it seriously and then made like a negative, serious comment back. Which is just like, dude... That's just like a negative Nancy that just wants to suck all the energy out of a room because that's just their persona. That's, that's, that's that guy. So let me kind of uh, go over my notes here about that guy because I made some interesting um, uh, notes about it, all right? But like this one in particular, that guy that I know, um, like I said, he just, he literally doesn't get it. And... Um, it just goes to show, man, that like I could start a joke off with, okay, prime example. I could literally start a joke off, and I have before, but not this exact way. But I could say, so a snake walks into a bar, dot, 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 and then I text it. And then everybody else is like, yeah, so a snake walks into a bar, and they're waiting for now the punchline, right? That's the setup. This is the type of dude that'll type back and go, wait a minute. Snakes don't walk. <laughs> and he's dead fucking serious, dude. So it's like, it makes me want to roll my eyes. And it does so hardcore that like my eyeballs nearly spin out of my, you know, head. And what I really wanted to say to him, but I kind of, you know, my mother taught me this. And as a mass, as a mass hole, as a Massachusetts guy that had that that has a doctorate degree in, you know, shit talking and roasting people, as bad as I wanted to roast him, I understood that he's taking a lot of the shit I'm saying seriously, even though he knows that I'm an open mic level stand up comedian, okay, and that I'm just a bullshitter shit talker, you know, witty, you know, you're never going to get a serious answer out of me uh, until you're least expecting it. So I wanted to be like, dude, okay, 
This is what I wanted to say, but didn't say it. So now I'm saying it because he's probably not listening. But even if he is listening, if this is going to break our friendship, then I guess we weren't very good friends to begin with. But what I wanted to say to him is like, it's what he's doing to me in this thread by taking everything I'm saying as being serious and then giving a negative, serious response back. It's like, dude, are you thinking at all when you're texting? But what I wanted to say to him is like, it's like, dude, he's got two young kids, okay? Kids like to draw pictures. They like to paint and color, right? What if your kid were to bring you a drawing? And rather than going, ha, huh, that's a great drawing, honey. I'm going to hang it up on the wall. It's no different than looking at your kid and going, honey, this drawing is fucking horrible. You drew out of the lines, honey. You colored out of the lines. We can't hang this on the refrigerator. We have company coming over. This isn't art, dear. Go back and fill in the lines. It, it, literally no different. So I wanted to say to him, I'm like, dude, when your kids color you a picture, do you say thank you, sweetheart, and hug them and then go put it on the kitchen? Or do you write back to them or say back to them, you colored out of the lines? Because that's exactly what the fuck you're doing to me. No matter what I say I'm doing, or no matter what I say as a joke, or no matter what I say in the thread, I got this one kid who always takes it as being face value serious and his initial response back is something negative. Like I could literally pull up to this kid's house probably in a fucking Lamborghini. And 99.9% .9 of other people that uh, would pull up to your friend's house in a Lamborghini, they'd be like, dude, congratulations, man. You, you got a fucking Lamborghini, that's sweet. You know what that guy's initial reaction would be to me pulling up on a Lamborghini? He'd initially trash it. Like, dude, why the fuck did you go spend your money on a Lamborghini? That's so stupid. You could have spent 50 grand and got a BMW, you know? He's just that guy that would just immediately trash it rather than just being happy for you. And um, I still love the kid for it, man, because, hey, we all, we're all not perfect humans, but this is just... This is just one imperfection he has. I have many imperfections, I'm sure, that piss people off, too. I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. But it's just funny. I'm sure all of you can relate to having that guy in your life that literally takes everything you say as being dead serious face value. And not only that, when they reply back to you with their serious reply, when it shouldn't have been serious, they say something extremely negative to, like, deflate your balloon. You know, I could be like, yo, I just won a million dollars. And his initial response isn't going to be, congratulations, buddy. His initial response back to me is like, oh, bro, wait till you got to pay taxes on that shit. It's like, dude, talk about popping my fucking balloon, man. So, I mean, that guy. Everybody knows that guy. And I got that guy as a friend of mine. But again, I keep him as a friend because at the end of the day, his positive qualities outdo his negative qualities, right? We're not all perfect. All right, moving on. Randomly the other night as I was making dinner, a, I don't know what these are called, nursery rhymes or whatever they're called, popped into my head. You know, the Jack B. Nimble one? And this is no lie, this is exactly what I, I, I actually might have said this to myself out loud. I live alone, I talk to myself quite a bit. I'm talking to myself fucking right now. Even though eventually, you know, this will be on YouTube and, you know, streaming platforms. But as of the moment, 
I'm literally fucking talking to myself. There's nobody here. Uh, so anyways, I was talking to myself like I am right now. And I was, for some reason, Jack and Jill and Jack be nimble just popped into my head. And it popped into my head, and this is literally what I said to myself verbatim. I'll take you back to that night, except I won't be making dinner. And I just thought to myself, Jack, be nimble. Jack, be quick. Jack jumped over a candlestick. Who the fuck is Jack? <laughs> that was my response to myself. We've all heard it a zillion times growing up. Jack was nimble, Jack was quick, and Jack ended up jumping over a candlestick. That's fantastic that Jack did all that, but who is Jack? Why do we care about Jack? And that's literally what it made me think of, and I'm trying to find my note that brings up the rest of the fucking shit I wanted to talk about. That Look at how disorganized I am. You can tell I'm at the open mic level, can't you? Because I'm at the open mic level of fucking podcast, aren't I? And I'm on episode 46. I should be getting better than this. Where the hell is my friggin' uh, nursery rhyme note here? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jumped over the candlestick. Who the fuck is Jack and why do we care? That's my question. Honest to God, I, who is he? Why do we care? And why do I know that nursery rhyme? Why do you know it? Who's Jack? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Uh, let's see. Google. What is a star? Oh, there it is. We don't have to wonder what you are anymore. And remember, every time you Google something, George Soros' head gets a little bigger. Duck, duck, goose. Who invented that? Why was it a duck and a duck and a goose? I don't get it. Why not a, a swan, swan, and a bear? You know, an elephant, an elephant, and an aardvark. Why is it always duck, duck, goose? Why is it always Marco Polo? They couldn't do like Christopher Columbus, Christopher Columbus. I don't get it. Rockabye baby in a treetop. When the wind blows, the baby's gonna fall and down will come the cradle, the baby and all. So literally, think about this for a second. Let's say you have a little infant tonight and you're like, rockabye, my little baby, you're gonna be in a treetop and if the wind blows, your cradle's gonna fall and you're gonna fall with it. You're literally singing a fucking horror song to your child as you rock it to sleep talking about it falling out of the top of a tree. How fucking morbid is that? What are we doing with these friggin' nursery rhymes? My God. And twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Why don't you explain to your kids what a star is? I don't know. Maybe because a star isn't what you've been told it is? I don't know. Uh, and let me tell you how nasty lemonade tastes after you brush your teeth. Ooh, that is a unique, unique blend, isn't it? And that is a perfect segue into my next little rant segment here. Weird combinations, like, you know, Listerine and uh, toothpaste do not go very well with, uh, like, orange juice and lemonade. Am I wrong? It's, it's like, ugh, it's bitter, right? Certain stuff just doesn't go together. So honest to God, the other day I was in the grocery store and I was looking for Doritos. 
Do you know what flavor of Dorito I was looking for? I was looking for Dorito flavored Doritos. Do you remember Doritos? Doritos isn't a company name, right? It, Dorito, when it came out, is like a, a cheesy chip. Dorito is a flavor. But when you go to a store now, right, and you go to the chip aisle, you're literally gonna see a hundred different flavors of Doritos or any of your other favorite snacks. Like, uh, who went off the rails? Remember Pringles? When Pringles first came out, there was one flavor, just Pringle flavor. Now when you go to the Pringle aisle, you got 500 choices. Good luck finding Pringle-flavored Pringles. I was looking for Dorito-flavored Doritos. The closest I could find was Cool Ranch, which wasn't the original flavor of Dorito. And then that just got me to thinking. It had me looking at all the different flavor combinations of Doritos, and I can't remember them all. But of course, I'm a wise ass, and I'm like, you know what? If I was working at Doritos, I wonder if I could pitch them some crazy combination ideas to see if they'd go for it. And that's what I did the other night. As a joke, and of course nobody responded to it because I'm just not funny, but I said, hey man, I was at the grocery store the other day and I picked up a new uh, brand flavor of Doritos, peanut butter and jelly. Nobody laughed. I don't know if people thought I was serious because that's just how crazy of a world we live in. But of course, I don't, I, to my knowledge, there's no peanut butter and jelly flavored Dorito, you know, but that, you know, in my kooky ass brain, I thought, you know, wouldn't that be a cool Dorito flavor? Or what, is that not crazy? You know, every other flavor they came up with. So it's just, you know, I'm looking for like, you know, Dorito flavored Doritos, or I'm looking for, uh, you know, um, wheat thin flavored wheat thins, but you go to the wheat thin aisle and they have like rosemary and fucking twigs and dirt flavor. It's like, what happened to the, the wheat thin, wheat thin, you know, flavored wheat thins? And it's just like, they're, they're just making all these different things, you know? It's like, uh, you know, what about a good old classic Coca-Cola or a Pepsi? How many different variations of Pepsi and Coke are there? And they're getting crazy with it. Like, we're going to take Coke and we're going to pour orange juice and Mountain Dew into it and call it Coke 3. You know, what happened to Coke-flavored Coke? Jesus. I don't get it, man. Or maybe that's just the old person in me. I see everything changing and I want everything to stay the same. But yeah. I was literally looking for Dorito-flavored Doritos, and I came up short. 2020, baby. All right, did you hear about this? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Baseball news, Major League Baseball news. Where is the story of the Major League Baseball news? Don't you love the amount of time I waste trying to find my own fucking notes? Jesus H. Christ. Oh, I took the Lord's name in vain. My bad. I'm sorry, God. All right. Cleveland Indians pitchers, Zach Plezak, and I know his name. He's got a mullet. Clevenger, Mike Clevenger. Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger of the Cleveland Indians were demoted to AAA, and I think they might have even been fined because they broke coronavirus protocol. <coughs> Red alert. Burn the world down. 
evidently they went out on the town in Chicago, and I guess that's against the protocol. And uh, I, apparently they really pissed off a lot of their teammates who wanted them kicked off the team for the remainder of the year. Can you imagine? There are, that, there are some people in this country that are literally still super, super entrenched in fear over what's basically the flu. And this is another rabbit hole that I went down recently where I've completely changed my outlook on COVID. I'm still gonna wear a mask. The virus is real. It's just, I really feel like it's no different than the flu. They weaponized it by making us scared shitless of it and making us all wear masks, stay home, sink the US economy when it had never been stronger. There's a lot more at play people behind the curtains than any of you realize. I've woken up to it. And that's another thing I'm gonna talk about later is I almost wish I didn't wake up to it because now that I see the world for what it is, it's scary as fuck. I'm gonna get there. But we were just talking about Mike Clevenger and uh, Zach Plezak. They are two of the five uh, Indians pitchers of their starting rotation who have a American League or Major League leading ERA and they've been demoted to AAA. So the Indians are doing well this season. They have a major league best ERA for their starting rotation, and they just lost two of their pitchers because they went out on the town. Oh, boy. And it's not even that they broke protocol. It's okay, you broke protocol. They get tested every fucking day. If they end up becoming positive, they get quarantined. Nobody's going to friggin' die here, all right? But the other people on the Indians, the other players, got so pissed off at their teammates. They're like, we don't want these guys back the rest of the season. And they're two of their best pitchers. All they did was go out for a drink, man. They're in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, they pissed off their entire team. Most of the team didn't want them back for the rest of the season, even though, like I said, the Cleveland Indians are right in the mix to make a playoff run, and they have a major league best 2.37 ERA, but they just lost two of their best pitchers. Not necessarily because they broke coronavirus protocol for major league baseball, but because the other players on the team are so angry at them for breaking protocol that they're like, eh, cancel, 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 cancel. Dude, you have no idea how sick I am of cancel culture. If you look at somebody wrong these days and you're of a high status, you're done. You're done. I'm sure this, this wasn't something I was just going to talk about, but this whole canceling shit the second anybody like trips is fucked up, man. I will be the first to admit that I am not a fan of Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not. I don't think she was a hero. I've never found her funny. I don't think she's a good talk show host. I don't like Ellen DeGeneres, okay? So if you want to get angry at me because I don't personally like her, then you need to turn that mirror back around on yourself. If you love Brussels sprouts and I hate Brussels sprouts, are you gonna hate me? Why can't we agree to disagree anymore? If I don't like something that you like or support, it doesn't mean I hate you for it, so you shouldn't hate me for it. I don't like Ellen, I'm sorry, never have. But the way that Ellen is being canceled right now, just because there's some rumors that she might have not been too nice behind scenes, is absolutely fucking crazy. 
And part of me, the part of me that doesn't like Ellen DeGeneres, I'm like, she must have two, three hundred million dollars in the bank. She's what, 50, 60 years old, 70? I don't know. I mean, she doesn't need to work again. She's a Hollywood elite, okay? She can go move to an island and literally live off the high hog the rest of her life. But at the same time, the moral, the Christian, the ethical person inside of me says, despite the fact I don't like Ellen, what's happening to her right now isn't fair. There is always, 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 always two sides to a story. Was Ellen mean to people behind the scenes? Yeah, she could have been. But at the same time, she had to record, what, five shows a day? She's an ultra-huge celebrity with people constantly coming at her and attacking you. For one second, place yourself in Ellen's shoes where you got to record five segments a day. Be around the biggest stars. You have all these ratings and people that you have to adhere to. You want to be focused, right? It's your show. It's your name on the billboard. If you want to be left alone in between the taping of those five shows a day, that is your right. It doesn't make you mean. What is Ellen supposed to do, you know? So as much as I don't like Ellen DeGeneres, I don't like cancel culture more. We are literally looking at anybody we can find and then putting them under a microscope and digging for any dirt that we can find where they tripped up in the past, bring it to the forefront and say, look what you messed up on 10 years ago or whatever, and you're canceled. You're out of there. Eh-eh. You know who's up to canceling Ellen? It's not really Ellen or the neck, 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 network, the network executives. It's up to us. If you don't buy into cancel culture, then speak up. When somebody on Twitter or somebody tries to cancel something and there's no evidence or there's no, you know, there's been no investigation, there's been no both sides of the story, don't believe it, don't feed into it. Tell them to go F themselves, man. Don't give in to the illogical craziness that's going on all around us. Don't give in to it. Have a sack. Speak your mind. We live in America where we have the freedom to say whatever the fuck we want. We can think whatever we want. Unless you guys want it to turn into 1984. You ever read the book 1984? There's probably even been a movie about it where they have thought police. We're thinking certain things is against the law. Is that the country you want to live in where it's, the, where it's against the law to have a thought of your own? Because that's what some of you are pushing right now. And you don't even realize it. And that's what I'm trying to wake people up to. But anyways, Indians pictures. I don't get it. All right, stereotypes. How long have we been talking here? 34 minutes. All right. I don't know if we're going to get to everything we wanted to get today. Um, really quick, stereotypes. We've never really talked about stereotypes. And this is the honest to God's true story. When I first heard the term or the word stereotype, I, I was a little kid. And I literally thought, that my initial first thought was that like they were talking about types of stereos. Um, where is my stereotype note? My God. It's amazing that I cannot find this shit when I'm looking for it. Where is it? Look at this. Okay, the origins of stereotypes. 
and okay, just just listen to this, all right? And, the, and I know there's been a billion comics that have talked about this, but I wanted to bring it up because it's so fucking true. Stereotypes, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know how I feel about them, but that's why we're going to discuss it, all right? First stereotype, okay? One of the things you've heard me talk about a million times on this podcast is how much I hate racism. I fucking hate it, and I hate anyone who's racist. And believe it or not, racism exists on all sides of the coin. There are black people who are racist against white people. If there's anyone of color watching, you can't deny you know somebody that doesn't like whitey. And it's vice versa, okay? There is ignorance and racism of all colors and all genders and all that shit. There is not one race that is, you know, superior to the other, and there is not one race that doesn't have anybody racist in it, okay? So with that being said, the whole stereotype of, like, people of color liking fried chicken, where the fuck did that come from? Is there anybody in America that doesn't love fried chicken, except for, like, a vegan or a vegetarian? Everybody loves fried chicken. So where and when did it get decided that that was like a black thing? A black, you know, a fried chicken thing. I love fucking, who doesn't love chicken? I eat chicken almost every fucking night. I love fried chicken, dude. Watermelon. Why, why was that made into a black thing? I don't, I really don't get it. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I was told by somebody that's exactly how you be funny is just by not trying. So hopefully you're fucking laughing here. But seriously, are you white? Do you love watermelon? I fucking love watermelon. I got a fucking half a seedless watermelon right now in my fridge that I'm going to make. I'm going to chop up this afternoon. Love it. What's better than watermelon on a summer day? Why is that a black thing? And why is that a stereotype? I know sometimes stereotypes do in some way, shape, or form have a little bit of truth to it, but the whole fried chicken watermelon thing, it's stupid, okay? So ease off that shit, you know? It, it makes no sense. Like Polish people, I told you that I'm the Polish kielbaska. Jetsam Polska Kielbask. I am the Polish kielbasa. I'm Polish. You guys know there's been a billion Polish jokes, but when in history did people from Poland like me, somehow becomes stupid to the point where, hey, did you hear the new Polish joke? They made a, uh, a solar-powered flashlight or they came up with a waterproof raincoat. Ha, ha, ha. You know, it's it, it, great. I've laughed at Polish jokes, but have you ever met somebody from Poland and been like, man, they are so fucking stupid? No. Just like, you, you know, so stereotypes, man, they're stupid. A lot of them are. Um, Irish people. I have a little bit of Irish in me. A little, but I'm not full-blooded Irish. But when you think of Irish people, what do you think of? You think of, uh, like, Notre Dame and the mascot. You think of uh, Guinness. You think of drinking and rowdiness and having a good time. Does that mean every Irish person is a drunk? I think that's the kind of, you know, uh, lane they go down. But no. You know, it, you know it's crazy. You know? How Jewish people, how many Jewish jokes have been made about Jewish people and money? Is every Jewish people or person, is your main concern money? I don't, I really don't think so. So I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, you know, uh, 
<laughs> that's as far as I'm going to go. Okay. But one of the other things, and this is something that triggers me. Okay. Um, there, there are a lot of people out there still, still, you know, three quarters of the way through 2020 mad shit about people who use marijuana. And it's the same old stereotype that has been there since the 60s or 70s and 80s, okay? And the one guy I'm specifically thinking of in my head right now that constantly loves to give marijuana users a hard time is Bill Burr. I listen to him a lot. And Bill Burr has told countless stories of how many times he's taken edibles and had crazy funny experiences, but he's not a regular, he doesn't smoke it, he just occasionally does edibles. But the guy rips uh, weed smokers all the time. Every time weed comes up on the dude's podcast, he goes into that stereotypical, hey man, you want to get stoned and go surf, man? It's like, dude, is everybody on the planet that partakes in some kind of marijuana ingestion like hey man or is every white woman a karen or every white man a ken or does every white girl talk like oh my god i can't wait to go to the mall today and we're gonna go to forever 21 and eh, is that you know dude honest to god you ever heard a uh, a a uh, I, I don't know i don't want to take this too far but seriously you know it's it's just it's just kind of funny. There's 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 karma twists in this. There's double standards in this because some people are really quick to judge and make fun of and jump right to a stereotype even though that the group that they belong to is all about not judging and labeling and stereotyping. So it's just step back for a minute. And um god, I had some really good things to talk about, but we we're already about at a time. I'm trying to keep these podcasts super high energy and uh, short and sweet, but I really did have some really good stories and some good advice uh, towards the back end of this podcast, but we're going to have to save it for next week or whatever. Um, I'll just give you a little bit of a hint of what we're going to talk about next week that I'm going to save. Just the titles, Children on an Island, what could that be about? Children on an island? All by themselves? What's that about? You'll find out next week. Wishing you didn't wake up. What does that mean? I don't know. You'll have to tune in next week. I told you. There is a movement out there that's called the woke movement. That is not the type of woke I am talking about. And when I am talking about waking up, I'm not talking about waking up from a sleep. Metaphorically, though, I am. Something clicked in my mind almost a month ago where I obtained like a sixth sense or a third eye where all of a sudden I saw the world for what it is and what it was. It's like, it was literally almost like I took the red pill in the movie The Matrix. And now I see what's going on. And now that I see what's going on, I'm like, holy shit. And that's just a little bit of a precursor for what I'm going to talk about next week. And, I, and I'll leave you with this analogy about what it's like to wake up. Just think about this for a minute. 
Do you believe in any kind of conspiracy theory, if you're listening to this or watching this, or do you believe that there's anything in history or anything uh, that the government or the world hasn't told us about? If you do or you think it's a possibility, just listen to this possibility. What if, what if everything you've ever been told or shown or taught in school was a lie? And I'm talking everything. I'm talking every group, every movement, every arrest, every president, every uh, tragedy, every good piece of news. I mean, everything had an ulterior motive. Okay? And the only way I can describe it is, let's say there's four of us in a car speeding down the highway. There's four Okay, let's say it's you and three of your closest friends are in a speeding car on a dark highway one night. And you're in the back seat. And all of a sudden you wake up and you realize that you're in a car going 100 miles an hour and that your other three friends in the car are dead asleep, including the driver. And, and there's a wall coming. You're going to hit a wall and you're all going to die. And you're the only one awake in the car. You can see what's going on. Your other three friends can't. And you're frantically shaking the driver and the other people. Wake up, wake up, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking die. We're gonna crash, wake up. And you're frantically trying to do that. That's literally and figuratively the stage I'm in right now. Where I cracked the code and I know what's going on behind the scenes across the country and the world right now. And some of you it would literally make your heads explode. Most of you who already don't believe what I believe in would want to lock me up into a mental institution. But that's where you're fucking wrong. You cannot go through life thinking everything is black and white and just appeared here. There is way more at stake and at play right now in the United States and in the world than there's ever been in human history. There is more riding on the upcoming election in the US than anybody can possibly fucking fathom. Your kids' lives depend on it. And when you start to get privy to some of this shit or you start to believe in it, you're like, oh my God, now I'm trying to frantically wake people up that I care about to what's going on. And when you can't do that, I get frustrated because it's like, I'm afraid for their safety. I'm afraid for what's gonna happen if they don't literally wake up to what's going on in this country. It has nothing to do with that woke movement. It's about truly waking up and understanding what's going on behind the curtain in this country. And that all the consternation going on right now between the news and the media and black lives and all lives, Antifa, whatever, everything has an ulterior motive. And when you discover this and you connect the dots, you frantically want to bring everybody, everybody together and be like, yo, we got to unite as a country, man. We have to. And that's what's been breaking my heart since day one. This country is getting pushed apart, man, and we got to come together. Love and respect one another, okay? It's time.
But anyways, we're gonna get into this shit next week, but I hope you understood that metaphor. I literally feel like I am in a fast-moving, out-of-control car, and everybody that I care about, which is pretty much the entire planet, is asleep in the car, and I'm the only one awake, and I see us about to hit a wall, and I'm frantically trying to wake everybody up, and I can't. And that's a scary fucking feeling, man, and that's exactly where I'm at right now. So I'm trying my best to just be like, <sighs> if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It is what it is. If I can't wake anybody up, then I just have to be like, here it comes. What else am I going to do? And another hugely important thing I wanted to talk about today, but we're out of time, we're going to talk about next week, is the ability to be able to self-reflect. There's been too many situations and too many times in my life, and I guarantee in your life, that we've gotten mad and we've blamed other people. But when I, and when I teach you how to flip that mirror back around on yourself and do a little bit of investigating, you're gonna realize, as long as your ego can take it, you're gonna realize that you were in the wrong and I was in the wrong a lot. And I'm gonna give you three stories that I guarantee you can relate to and that you've gotten mad at. And once I tell you what I realized when I literally flipped that mirror back around on yourself, it's gonna blow your mind and it's gonna make you think different and it's gonna make you a better human and a better American. And that's all I have time for this week, folks. As you know, I am Jestem Polska Kielbaska. I am the Polish Kielbasa, otherwise known as John Ares. This has been episode 46 of the Views from the John podcast, dedicated to the memory, the loving memory of five-year-old Canon Hennett. We will talk to you guys next week. Peace.